Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Uh, Good evening and uh, happy Sunday morning for those of you who are tuning in. We're happy to step before you today and uh, talk with you out of the Word of God today. I pray that you find yourselves at rest and at peace during this time. And as we dive into the Word, I hope that you would be encouraged to allow God to do what He wants to do in your life. I want to talk with you today based upon some questions that we have as we kind of face this COVID-19 environment. And if I were to draw a subject from this, it would be, what is God doing? A lot of people ask the question in this environment with the COVID-19 and the pandemic that's going around the world, what is God doing? It's a natural question when you know God is in charge, God is the ultimate and sovereign God. It's a natural thought to wonder if this pandemic comes from God or if it comes from the devil. You hear people asking, is God using it to punish us? Is he using it to correct us? Or is this a device of evil? I am not a prophetic person by any means, but as we look at the things that are going on now in Scripture, I can't tell you everything God is doing, but I want to point out one thing that I really believe he is doing in this time and for this time. I want to start off by reading a scripture out of the book of Luke chapter 12. And in Luke chapter 12, Jesus has just finished a similar sermon as that sermon on the mount that he preached in Matthew. In Luke, though, it's more on the plain. So some of the same language is used in Luke chapter 12 when Jesus is talking to the crowd. And he says to them, similar to what he said in Matthew 6, don't worry about what you shall eat or what you shall put on, for these are the things the pagans have care for. And he tells us just like he did in Matthew, do not be concerned about these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. After he finishes this, he's approached by uh, Pharisees and scribes, and he has a brief conversation with his disciples. And I want to pick the reading up much into the chapter around the uh, 54th verse of Luke chapter 12 and kind of talk a little bit about some things that he brings to light as he began to address the Pharisees and the crowd during this particular time. So if you have a Bible, I hope you are able to read along with me and look at the scripture with me. It's important that you take a look at the scripture to be able to get from the scripture whatever God wants to say to you. So in Luke chapter 12, verse 54 through 59, the scripture reads, Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower, and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher, and it is. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky. 
but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Verse 57, why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? Here is where I really want to center our attention and draw some thoughts about the present day and what God is doing in this time. As Jesus continued to talk to them, he gave this illustration. When you are on your way to the court with your accuser, try to settle the matter before you get there. Otherwise, your accusers may drag you in before the judge who will hand you over to an officer who will throw you into prison. And if that happens, you won't be able to get out again until you have paid every last penny. The question comes to mind is, what is he trying to say to the crowd, to us, through this scripture? What's the point that he is trying to make? How does that relate to his statement about the weather? He begins to ask in verse 57, why aren't you able to decide for yourselves what is right? The New Living Translation says it, why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? Another version says, and why do you not even use your own initiative to judge what is right? It's easy for us in this time to really get confused about what God is doing. And in this scripture, Jesus points out to them, we are able to look outwardly at the signs of the weather around us, the environment around us, and we can predict what's happening and what's coming, and we can prepare for it because we're able to interpret the signs. But I want to bring to you the question for you and I that Jesus brought to the disciples. Why aren't you able to discern for yourselves what is right? The ideal behind this scripture is for Jesus is people are always looking at the bigger picture of what's going on, the environment, the circumstances around their situation. They are looking at the signs of what's happening in the world around them. And we begin to question what is going on in the bigger picture when God really wants to turn our eyes and our heart to our own individual selves and our own individual lives and have us to really assess where we are individually and where we are personally with him and in our own hearts as we look at trouble that comes to our life. There's no way to avoid trouble. Situations happen. Life is going to happen. Things are going to happen. God is not caught off guard by the coronavirus. Plagues and rumors of plagues and pestilence have been all throughout history. And God has used the circumstances of men's life to still bring about his will for people. When you see trouble in the world, when you see us like we are now in a pandemic, one thing it surely does, if we cannot identify anything else, it lets us know how helpless we are and how much we really need God in this present day time. It causes us to stop and slow down and think about what are we doing every day and why are we spending our time and energy on things that really doesn't matter. I personally believe God takes this time and brings us back, especially as a church, to center our mind and our attention back on the things that's really most important for us as a believing body and the work that we are called to do here. 
As you can see around your own families now and in your own lives, there's no time for running. There's no time for extracurricular activities. It's time with families. It's buckering down. It's time to, with yourself to sit and think about who you are and what God wants you to do in your life. I see a lot of people ask about their purpose. What is my purpose? What does God want me to do? I would say that's even an example of how we look at the weather. We look at external circumstances when really the purpose of God in you and I is that you and I be formed to the image of Christ, that you and I become more and more like Jesus as we begin to mature in the faith through our life. Trouble and circumstances sometimes are God's means or God allows it to bring us to a place where we really have to check our own motives, our own agendas, and we have to really weigh our own thinking and beliefs and our heart against the word of God and what God says. It does us no good to wonder what's going on in the bigger picture of what God has in store for the universe or for the earth If you and I are not personally ready and in line with God's will for us as individuals, this scripture, Jesus calls the individuals in the crowd to check themselves. Why is it so difficult for you to be able to judge yourself whether you're right? You all can relate to this in a sense that you've seen yourself caught up in situations or difficult things or bad things that may have happened in your life. Maybe you lost a job. You lost a relationship. You lost a friend. Maybe you had a falling out with a family member or whatever it may be. Maybe you had health scares in your life or financial crisis in your life. It's really easy for us when things happen in our life to look outside of ourselves and try to figure what is God doing in that way rather than looking inward and ask us, what is God trying to correct in me? What habit, what way of thinking, what means of behavior is God trying to correct and align it with his word and his character? The Bible is very clear, and we'll share in some of those scriptures in a moment, about how the goal of God is that we all come into the image of Jesus Christ, that we align ourselves with the will of God in our lives and begin to carry that will out in our actions, in our words, and in our deeds. I would suggest to you that this is a good opportunity for you and I to really sit down and do a self-examination. When Jesus speaks to these people in the crowd, he is the Messiah. He has shown all the signs. He has demonstrated his authority over sickness and disease. He has demonstrated his authority over death. He has demonstrated his authority over pestilence. He has fed 5,000 and healed the lame man and healed the blind man and raised Lazarus from the dead. But here in this crowd, they still don't believe he is the Messiah. They can interpret the weather. They can understand what's happening in their environment by looking at the signs. But here, right in front of them, is a plain, clear sign that God so loved the world, he gave his son. That Jesus Christ is the Messiah. That the answer for man's problem exists in the person of Jesus Christ. That the way to the Father is through Christ. The world is in denial. People are in denial. Your need for God is evidence if you just pause, slow down, and think about how helpless you and I, when things happen, 
in our lives. This pandemic is just one grand example of many little ones that happen day to day for us that should call our attention to the need for a savior. I'm asking you today to really check your heart. Take this time and align yourself with whatever God is trying to do or say in you. I remember examples in my own life where I may have been in an argument and maybe the relationship fell apart, but when it's over, I blame the other person. I blame the circumstance. I blame the situation. And it was difficult for me to take a look at myself and understand where I might have been wrong, where I might have not understood, where I might need to mature more. Most of us are shaped by our upbringings and our culture and our understandings of life as we experienced it. And we hold on to thoughts and ideals and beliefs that have never been checked against the word of God. Those beliefs and thoughts can bring us to places of destruction and can cause havoc in our lives. And quite often we don't take time to really weigh our thoughts and our thinking, our beliefs against the word of God to see if we are right. Why is it so difficult for us to judge whether or not we are right? Why is it so easy for us to see when others are wrong or when something else is the problem or when some circumstance is the contributing factor to my failure or to my difficulties in my life? Why is it that we are so quick to see what's going on around us and what's interfering with us outwardly, but we're so slow to internally really analyze and hear God telling us how we need to be saved? how we need to change, how our habits and ways might also be destructive. I want to encourage you through the word by looking at some of the things God says to us through scripture, some of the challenges God is putting before us as we look at ourselves doing this forced quiet time we have through this pandemic. A lot of us are at home alone, and all you have to do is look at how you use your alone time. And you can see your need to maybe come in line with the word of God. You can see your need to maybe really analyze your thinking and your habits and your behaviors and say, hey, I really need to change and grow in this way. A lot of us are at home for the first time in a long time where we're forced to spend time with our children and our loved ones. And we're so used to running and going to work and having things to do, being drawn off by busyness, that now we are forced to sit down with them. And you can see if you just admit it, if you just acknowledge it, that we have not done our best job at being relational, at building good communication with our families and friends and loved ones. This is a time to self-reflect and really ask God, what is it, God, you're trying to do in me? Colossians chapter 1, verse 26 says, The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you. Suggesting from this passage that perhaps God is trying to say, when you and I align ourselves and allow God in this time to work through you and I, it's also an opportunity for him to reveal Christ 
to our friends and neighbors and loved ones who are watching how we handle it and how we go through it. To those who are outside and don't know him, it's our chance to win them and to witness to them about how good God really is and how we do find safety in him. It's our chance to demonstrate our faith in God and our confidence in him because there are folks watching us and how we go through this pandemic time. Ephesians chapter four says, so Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach the unity of the faith in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In verse 15 of that same chapter, he says, instead, you and I ought to be speaking the truth in love. So we will grow up to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, which is Christ. The body doesn't mature unless every member of the body matures. The body doesn't become mature until each individual begins to get a hold of themselves and align their thinking and their attitudes with Christ. It's really easy for you and I to get caught up in emotional thinking into idealisms that are not in line with God. But the Bible encourages us to submit every thought to bring our mind under subjection to the will of God, to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to contain our thinking so that our actions and behaviors are in line with the purposes of God and we act in a way that brings about the glory of God. When you and I look at this time period that we're in now, when we begin to assess for ourselves what is God doing in 2020 doing this coronavirus pandemic, I want to suggest to you that perhaps and more likely God is trying to talk with you. Perhaps God is challenging you and I to align ourselves with his will and his purpose so that the nature and the character of Christ can be formed in us. Life is not about what you do and what you can accomplish in your world. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose its soul? Life in Christ is about you and I becoming a model, an example, a duplicate of who Christ is and who he has demonstrated himself to be to the world. Your purpose and mine is to shine as examples so that others may see the light of Christ in us. We can't do that. If we don't have control of our attitudes, we don't have control of our emotions, we don't have control of ourselves. When we say anything without considering the, res the results of that, the consequences of it, that's not in line with the will of God. When you see trouble, when you see difficulties, when you see challenges in your life, remember, those might just be signs of God trying to say to you and I, there are some things I want to correct that are not right. There are some things in you that I want to change. God is working every day to perfect us from heaven. And he's already shared with us in his word that in order for us to be ready for the day that he comes, 
we need to continue to pursue him. When he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that simply means you and I ought to be working diligently day after day to align ourselves, to make sure we are in line with the word of God on our innermost character. It does not profit me to look holy, to act holy, to pretend. Jesus said to the Pharisees and scribes, you clean the outside the cup, but the inside is still dirty. The challenge today I want to leave you with is this. You and God only know your heart. You and God only know where you are in your life and your walk with him. If you're not a believer, you are churchgoer, or maybe you're are not attending church anymore. The signs are clear. You can see it in your own life. You really need a savior. If we had to depend on men in times like this, we are most miserable. In these times, you can see that you really need a God who has all power. God is here for you today and wants to offer himself through Jesus Christ as a loving father who's willing to accept you as you are. The Bible simply says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you will be saved. That's the start of the journey. Like many of us who are already saved, that starts you off on the path where God begins to take out of us. He said he prunes those he loves. He takes out of us those things that are not in line with his character, those thoughts and ideals that do not align with his word. Jesus said when he was here in the earth, I say nothing and I do nothing except that I've seen the father do or I've heard the father say. Listen, allow God to take place in your heart and allow God to center your heart upon his word and exchange your mind for his mind. If you are saved today, I want to encourage you. It's not enough to be religious. It's not enough to just say I have it down and I am saved and then go about our life any way we want to. This time, in this day and age, God is calling and looking for faithful believers through whom he can show himself strong in. The world needs you to stand up for your faith. The world needs you to really hold fast to the belief you say you have in Christ, in demonstration and in power. What is God doing in this time? I believe God is calling you and I closer to him so the light of Christ can shine through you and I and the world might be drawn near and know that Jesus is Lord and Savior of all. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you out of the word today. And I pray that this word touches your heart and that you encouraged by it. It's a difficult word, so you might have to take time to just have some meditation and say, God, show me where I am. Show me what's possible and where I need to straighten things out in my own life. And the Bible says, if you seek him and you will find him, and seeking him, he'll add everything else to your life. So I'd like to pray for you now, those of you who are newly accepting and asking God to come into your heart, and those of you who've been on this journey for a little while, but COVID-19 really throws a wrench in how we think. You don't have to fear what's going on in the world. God has it all under control. The challenge for you and I is to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. The challenge for you and I is to ever press towards the mark of the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus.
Father in heaven, we thank you today that you are for us and not against us, that your love is poured out in ever-increasing measures in spite of what seems to be going on in the world. Thank you, Father, that you'll say that you're not willing that any should perish, but that all will come to the knowledge of your son Jesus and be saved. Thank you that you're slow to anger, that you give us time to adjust ourselves and to learn and to grow. Thank you, Father, that you said you will not remember our sins when we come to you, but you will remove them from us as far as the east is from the west. Thank you, Father, that you promised us that if we come to you, we will no wise be rejected. God, I pray for those who trust in you as their Savior, that we would begin to allow you to be the absolute ruler, the measure of righteousness in our own hearts, that we will stop comparing ourselves to one another. We will stop uh, blaming outside circumstances and events for who we are and how we are, that we will begin to allow you to transform our own self-esteem, our own image of ourselves, our own opinions of ourselves, our own ideals into a likeness that's right and that's in line with your word and who Christ has demonstrated himself to be. God, we put down every other standard and we pick up the word of God as our high standard. You are right, even when it hurts. Your way is the best way even when it's not comfortable. You are Lord. You are sovereign. You are in absolute control. Help us to understand how to act, how to behave, how to carry ourselves in difficult times so that we would never stray from your word. Hide your word in our heart. Let it change our beliefs and our thinking that we may find ourselves always in your presence, obedient to your word. For you said, if we love you, we'd obey your commandments. Thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. In this time, I pray for those who are struggling and having difficulty because of this pandemic. And I pray that your mercy would reign throughout our communities across the world. And God, we declare that you are sovereign, you are Lord, you are all-powerful, you are loving, you are merciful, and you will hear the cry of those who seek you. Thank you, Father, for those who accept Christ as their Savior for the first time today. Write it in their heart. Thank you for the receipt of the Holy Spirit that they receive right now as an earnest payment as proof that they belong to you. Now, God, speak loudly in our ears that we might hear you. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed today and stay safe. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 